Welcome back. This is Podcast of the Universe for Masters of the Universe. You knew that, though, when you clicked on it. Uh, but if you clicked on it by accident and you're listening now, then maybe it's not an accident. Maybe it's uh, the universe directing you uh, to the show. So don't turn it off. Keep listening. There's a reason. And the universe the universe knows why. It has a plan for you. Uh, find the show on Twitter at POTU4MOTU. It's been an awful, awful week at work. Today was no exception. It's been a garbage week. I can't say garbage anymore. I can't. Garbage is the right word, but it doesn't make the right sound right now to to reflect uh, what a what a rotten week it's been. But I felt terrific leaving the office today. Normally, I don't come on here and complain about work, but it's been garbage. It's still not right. I, it, I'll figure a better way to convey the garbage garbage nature of this week um so on my lunch break i took a break and watched season two episode eight origin of the sorceress it was a a really good episode i really enjoyed it uh strider uh, was in the episode the real strider not strider uh but the the actual stridor s-t-r-i-d-o-r was in the episode now i threw away a song on strider uh uh death clock song thunder horse from the show metalocalypse on adult swim if you've not watched that and you enjoy metal, uh, watch it. And if you don't enjoy metal, watch it anyway. It's a, it's a fun, uh, fun show. Um, so I watched the episode. Uh, this is the last time we see him in the filmation uh, series. At the end of the episode, spoiler alert, uh, he wants to be free and runs away. So for today, uh, today's song to play us out, what better song than Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus? I teased earlier on the Twitter that uh, today's song would make you want to dig a hole in your basement. Now, I'm not going to advocate that you dig a hole in your basement and trap people there to make a skin suit out of them, but I mean, if that's what the song moves you to do, I'm not condoning it. Live your best life. And I mean, maybe maybe it has to put the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. I mean, that's your decision, uh, but I won't support it. Um... So that's, that's pretty much it. Um, this is Canada Day weekend coming up. Uh, if you're Canadian, I hope everyone has a fantastic Canada Day. Uh, and uh, we have very much to be thankful for. And uh, if you're American, July 4th is coming up. And uh, I hope you have a great 4th of July. But regardless of the, the reason for the season, uh, don't drink and drive. Be safe. And uh, just enjoy it as much as you can and when you can find something to enjoy grab onto it and enjoy it in these in these times um so let's get on and recap the episode i don't want to waste too much of your time but i will ask that i can waste just a little bit more uh, until the end of the episode uh so that is it for me and my i really don't have any housekeeping today um just good just good to be out of the office i'm happy i'm happy now doing good so let's review origin of the sorceress so season two episode eight origin of the sorceress show opens with prince adam cringer and orico waiting on man-at-arms who's been holed up in his lab for days working on something he emerges and he presents strider strider uh, is a large robot horse and uh strider he doesn't scream but he 
makes this large noise. It's not so much a hoarse noise, but he makes this large booming noise. Man-at-Arms says, that's weird. He should only do that when there's danger. And there is danger. There's a ring of fire. And from that ring of fire, it's almost as if it's a portal. There are uh, meteor-type rocks coming down uh, towards, the, uh, towards the palace. Prince Adam turns into He-Man. He-Man hits the meteors away, uh, swinging his sword like a baseball bat. Man-at-Arms use laser blasts to uh, destroy some of them. Uh, Strider kicks a few away with his back legs. Orko turns some of them into snow. And He-Man uh, swings his sword, uh, deflecting it back at the portal, and the portal closes. And the sorceress calls He-Man, and she says, Come alone to Castle Grayskull. Uh, I have a secret to tell you. So um, He-Man takes Stridor, and he goes to Castle Grayskull because Stridor is a robot. Uh, it's okay uh, if he takes him. Uh, so when he gets there, the sorceress tells He-Man about Morgoth. Uh, he was a terrible sorcerer from many, many, many years ago. Uh, he was an evil sorcerer who used magic uh, to become giant and evil. And he was cast into a prison uh, dimension by the ancients, and he must have escaped. Mm. So... Um, she says that they must make a stand at Dark Mountain. Uh, she has a crystal that will allow her to uh, retain her, her powers outside of Castle Grayskull because, of course, when she leaves Castle Grayskull, uh, she becomes weaker. Uh, she says, um, basically, they have some time uh, before uh, he arrives, so she tells him about her story and how she became uh, the sorceress. Um uh, when she fought him previously, she said she was a new sorceress and still learning. Uh, so she shows He-Man her past on a wall. Her name was Tila Na, and she was from a small village uh, before she became the sorceress. And Morgoth had um, taken over or tried to take over her village, and he had employed uh, a fleet of the Horde uh, who were destroying the village and imprisoning their people. Um, an old man told her about a legend of Castle Grayskull, and she decided she needed to go find this castle in the Wastelands. And as she escaped in the night, uh, a guard saw her fleeing away, and they said, we can't go chase her because uh, if we go chase her, more will escape. Uh, we'll let her go and let the Wasteland deal with her because she's a woman. What can she do? She poses no threat. Uh, in the wasteland, she was weak and on the ground, and she called out for help, and Castle, uh, Castle Grayskull uh, appeared to her, and she was invited in by, a uh, by the previous sorceress before her, uh, whose name was Kodak Ungol. She offered Tila, Tila Na uh, power in exchange. She would become the keeper of Castle Grayskull and immortal, and that also she would need to protect these swords of power until uh, a hero came for them. Tila accepted this, and she was lowered into the ground, and when she arose, uh, she was in the form of Zor. Um, she flew to the village. Uh, she shot a ray gun out of the hand of one of the Horde's uh, uh, guards, and she turned into her human form and ordered them off the planet. As they were flying away, 
uh, she created a portal so they couldn't go back and warn others and send more uh, horde fleet. Uh, she then sent uh, Morgoth into the back into the prison dimension, and when she returned to Castle Greyskull, uh, Kudok Ungol uh, had disappeared and was gone. We now go back to the present. Morgoth is emerging from the Ring of Fire portal, and he drops a gemstone. It's a giant gemstone that's, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 feet tall, and that's his connection to Eternia, and he needs that too to get in. And there's a force field around it, and he says no living thing can enter the force field, so He-Man can't destroy the gem, breaking his connection to Eternia. Uh, Strider is there with him, and because Strider is not a living thing, he's able to pass through the force field, and he kicks the gem out. Uh, Morgoth uh, sends Blast down, damaging uh, Stridor, and He-Man destroys the gem. Um, Morgoth disappears back into his portal, uh, unable to enter Eternia because his connection via the gem has been destroyed. Um, He-Man says he will carry Stridor back to the palace so Man-at-Arms can repair him. Uh, we go back to the palace and uh, Strider has been repaired by Man-at-Arms and they read his thoughts uh, by hooking uh, his, uh, his... they connect him basically to a computer and he's just saying free free and he's thinking of pastures and streams and they realize that he wants to be free um so basically they let him go free and say i'm sure if he's ever needed again he will come back and help us and strider runs away to be a free horse uh and then he man thanks the sorceress for all of her help throughout the years and then the lesson of the day was uh care for your fellow man even helping someone a small amount can create a huge difference. And that was the episode. Uh, it was a pretty good one. I, I really enjoyed this. So let's do some bios. So the first bio today will be Kadok Ungol. Her title was Sorceress of Greyskull. Affiliations were with the Oracles of Zor. And her abilities were sorcery and transformation uh, into Zor. Uh, appeared in the 1983 Filmation Animated Series. She was the former sorceress of Castle Greyskull. While her earliest origins were unknown, her only known connection to the history of present-day Eternia was that she was the individual who bestowed Tila Na with the power to help her village and assume the role of sorceress of Greyskull. Once Tila Na became the new sorceress, uh, she vanished from the castle. She later appeared in the 2012 Masters of the Universe comics from DC, they established that she was an oracle of Zor who served Vina during the time of King Greyskull. So that is it for Kudok Ungol. And next we look at Morgoth. And Morgoth, his special abilities were sorcery, teleportation, and shapeshifting. He appeared, uh, appears only he, uh, sorry, it appears he only uh, was in the 1983 Filmation animated series. A twisted evil sorcerer from Eternia's distant past, Morgoth the Terrible, sought to rule Eternia and, and the universe. He became an immortal giant as he consumed evil energies. After he terrorized Eternia, the ancients cast him into a prison zone where he remained for some time. His power was immense, and he was also responsible for the Horde's invasion of Eternia. Due to his size, Morgoth could only partially exist on Eternia, surrounded by a ring of fire and reliant on a magical gem to pass through a dimensional rift. And normally I don't do um, uh, bios or uh, any uh, 
any segments on the vehicles, uh, which is what Strider is, so I thought I would do one on him today. And his title was the Heroic Armored Warhorse, affiliation with the Heroic Warriors. His special ability was Early Warning System for de uh, Detecting Danger. Weaponry, he had a front-mounted dual laser cannon, a rear-mounted swiveling laser cannon. Appeared in the 1983 animated series. While the Heroic Warriors had many android horses, even one named Strider, uh, that's ER, uh, Man-at-Arms built a more well-armed mechanical uh, horse named Strider with a brown, silver, and orange color scheme. Possessing more strength than other android horses, Strider also had a computer system that could detect imminent danger. Uh, to warn his rider of an attack, Strider would give an alarm nay, like a real horse. It didn't sound like a horse, but that's all right. Uh, during a battle with the evil wizard Morgoth, Strider demonstrated true heroism when he penetrated the evil wizard's magic barrier designed to keep out all living things. Since Strider was not alive, he successfully knocked out Morgoth's magic gem and anchored to Eternia uh, out of the barrier, allowing He-Man to destroy it and prevent Morgoth's return. Grateful He-Man carried Strider to Man-at-Arms for repairs, despite being weakened himself during the battle. After restoring the android's functions, Man-at-Arms used a special design, specially designed electro-thought monitor, I couldn't think of that earlier, um, to discover that Strider, despite being a robot, dreamed of freedom. The sorcerer suggested that the battle with Morgoth had given Strider a spark of life and that he now possessed a mind of his own. As a result, Man-at-Arms granted Strider his dream of freedom, although He-Man speculated Strider would return when he was needed. In the 1983 mini-comics, Strider was presented as Fisto's heroic ar armored warhorse. The magnificent steed wore an orange helmet and was capable of delivering mighty kicks with his rear legs. Uh, he also appeared in the Golden Masters of the Universe books and the uh, UK World uh, Masters of the Universe annuals. In the Golden Books, Striders were android horses serving Randor's army as mechanical steeds. Uh, they could travel into areas where a normal horse, <clears throat> not in any type. Sorry, <laughs> they could travel into areas where a normal normal horse could not in any type of weather. Uh, striders were commonly seen as Fisto's steed of choice, but were ridden by other heroic warriors. Appeared in the Ladybird Masters of the Universe books, and in the German audio plays. In 1984, he was a mechanical warhorse. Uh, constructed by man-at-arms, it outclassed living horses. Strider could understand any order given by its rider and was agile enough to overcome all kinds of obstacles. Uh, appeared in the uh, German uh, Interpart Condor Masters of the Universe comics, in the 86 uh, Masters of the Universe comic magazines in the UK, and again in 2012, uh, the Masters of the Universe comics. Um, in 2012, the DC comics... Um, they were, the, uh, Strider was a, uh, a type of horse. There was a fleet of android steeds, uh, carrying King Randor's fifth division into battle of Sarn Scepter. Uh, soldiers straddle the Strider horses rather than ride with their legs inside of them as they did, uh, with the vintage vehicle. And that is it for bios. Now we can close out the show. Thank you for listening. Find the show on Twitter at POTU4MOTU, and I will leave it at that. I um, hope everyone has a, a great day, uh, a better one than I, than I had, and a better week. But tomorrow's Friday, and it's almost Canada Day, so we should have a great weekend and uh, lots to celebrate. So get yourself a little poodle, some bottles of lotion, dig a hole in your basement, 
and uh, get a robe, uh, tuck it if you need to, and enjoy the stylings of Q Lazarus and their song, Goodbye Horses. Until next time, you have the power.